When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. To protect you and your whole squad, chat to the TAC team next game day to find out how you can enter. Check out your car's safety rating at howsafeisyourcar.com.au. Been a big year? Get a big deal at Nissan. Right now, when you finance an X-Trail or cash card with Nissan, you get up to three years free service. That's big. Get into Nissan for a big deal. T's and C's apply. Approved private and ABN applicants only. On ECN, the captain's run with Kane Corns. 22 minutes past 11 o'clock. Very busy morning, and it's good morning to you if you're just tuning in to us moments ago. Dean Cox taking a lot of your calls on Richmond's game at Marvel this weekend, and we'll hear from Gillan McLaughlin on that very, very shortly. But right now, it's time to get to an absolute guru with a quarter of the competition sitting on the sidelines with injury. Who better to talk about just that than our next guest, Dr. Peter Larkins? Doc, thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, good morning, Kane. It's a big number, 177 players named on the official AFL injury list this week. How concerned are you? Oh, well, it's way above normal numbers, Kane. I mean, historically, we, we sort of know from all the data that on, on any given week, normally 16% of the workforce, I call them, the playing list is unavailable. So that represents six to eight players on average across the, the 42 to 44 players on a list. So when she, once you hit 20 plus, you know that we've got a much higher... You know, and, and these are obviously your, your best available 42 players. So getting up to 23, 24% is is extraordinarily high. Um, hopefully it's a blip, but it's certainly much mm. larger than we've seen in other seasons at this stage of the year. We heard from Paul Marsh, who the CEO of the Players Association, say concussion isn't necessarily more than what we've seen in previous years. It's just that players have been forced to sit out. Um, the right move yep. from the AFL, the way they're starting to manage this issue? Oh, no question about that. I mean, I think there's two things I'd say to Paul's comment. One is there's far more concussions being documented because, dare I say, when you were playing Kane, concussion wasn't highlighted a lot. Mm. And there were many players who, who um, you know, had a head knock or a ding or dizzy or a bit weak and, and they weren't called concussions. So if you look at the absolute raw data, you say, oh, there's a lot more concussions. No, they've always been there. It's just we respect it a lot more. They obviously miss more games because of the new requirements, Kane. So in terms of time missed from concussion, it looks like it's much greater, but perhaps it should have been that in the past. But I think if we look at the soft tissues and we look at the dislocated shoulders and the ACLs and the syndesmosis ankles, yeah. we're talking about you know longer-term injuries also being out for some star players, Kane. So I think you know in terms of the way the game intensity's gone and the tackling and... You know, the openness of the game's great to watch, um, but I think it's having an impact, as has the reductions in, in medical and physio staff, which I think should be highlighted a bit while we chat too, Kane. 
Yeah, no, no doubt. So let's talk about that. I, I was really concerned yeah. about that at the end of last season. I think 11 club doctors, I, I'd be right in saying, have 12. moved on. 12, is it? Year yeah, on 12, year. 12 senior medical and physio staff moved on. So we all hear about, you know, budget cuts at the clubs and, you know, the AFL house has reduced their staff and there's less assistant coaches. And what perhaps the, the listeners don't realise, Kane, is there's been a real cutback at clubs on their budget spend on the medical and physio care during the week, Monday to Friday, between games. Um, and 12 really highly respected and experienced people left after the hub, and 2020 was a very demanding year on people with good, you know, with families. And some, I know doctors who went away for four weeks and spent 14 weeks away from their family in, because of the hub stuff, Kane. And then there was anything from a 25 to 40% reduction, um, not only in numbers at the clubs, but in salaries being paid. And these, it's a very almost a full time demanding job. So um, I think Paddy Dangerfield was right when he said that the players during the week aren't getting access to as much recovery or, or massage or physio. And I think that has an accumulation effect as well. It's, it's, it's a really important component that needs to be highlighted. Yeah, I uh, don't doubt that at all. Um, what about syndesmosis? I, we mentioned when I was playing, is this the old yeah. school rolled ankle or what yeah. is it? it seems well, to be I guess it was called a high ankle. It was a high ankle, and I had to explain at times what a high ankle was. So a standard rolled ankle, when your your, your foot rolls to the outside, and the, the outside of your, your ankle is closer to the ground, the so-called lateral ligaments or lateral sprain, it represents 80-85% of the standard sprains, whether it's netball, basketball, or footy. But when you roll the opposite way, so your foot rolls closer to the ground on the inside, it's the medial ligaments, which are much tougher and stronger. And when they get, get torn, they also tear a ligament deeper inside the ankle, which runs up in the centre of the ankle, goes higher up. And that's called the syndesmosis in its, its true medical term. But it always happened in footy. It was always a much more severe injury. But two things have changed, Kane. One, there's now a surgical process to repair that that wasn't talked about much in the past because we didn't have the equipment or the right sort of what we call um, suture anchors or tight ropes, as they're called, to, to repair them. Secondly, the tackling techniques with clubs now, with the, you know, with the improvements in protecting the head and no spear tackles and no sling tackles, players are being dragged to ground by the opponent. So if I'm tackling you, my job's to bring you to ground. So often it's my body weight on top of your body weight. And if your legs get caught under mine, your foot gets twisted very awkwardly into this syndesmosis position. So I think there's two components to why we're hearing about it more. And... Um, Part of that is going to have to be looked at in terms of whether that tackling technique's got to be looked at from a safety point of view as well for the for the ankle as much as it is for the head cone. A couple of injury, sorry, individuals I'd like to ask you about. Are you concerned when you read reports that uh, Patrick Cripps is playing with stress fraction in his back that requires pain-killing injections? Now, I don't know if that is true and the club has sort yeah. of half played it down. Yeah. What would he be getting injected if he is getting injected, and what's the long-term well, repercussions? Yeah, look, I won't be that. specific on Patrick, but no. you know, local anaesthetic in footy has been around ever since Lee Matthews boasted that you know there was none left in Queensland after the Tigers, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Lions won all those flags in the early day, and so you know, local anaesthetic in in a selected use for someone who's got an injury that's quite minor and just needs a bit of pain relief is quite acceptable. But I really get concerned when I hear about significant injuries being injected for players to go back on the ground. I think it sets a bad example for junior sport. Mm. But it also, sometimes you don't even have the correct diagnosis. So when we're talking back pain, particularly if there's a stress fracture or when you get need in the back, you can get a fracture of the vertebrae called the transverse process where all the muscles attach. So it's not inside the spine. But it's very painful, and, and let me say it has been um, treated with injections in the past by a, a number of different clubs. And I really, I, I do grimace a bit when I hear about it 
Kane because I think it's very difficult, you know, for a player to play properly, to bend over, to, to kick and run when you've got a, a, a fracture in the back. And just blocking the pain is not healing the problem, Kane. And so we've got a litigation issue generally across the whole range of things in footy at the moment. So, uh, you know, in the case you're talking about, I, I'm quite uh, bemused by the coach saying that he didn't know the medical condition that was being treated by the doctors. There's either a disconnect in communication at that club or they're not being honest about it because mm. he really does look like he's struggling, Cripps. And uh, and whether he's having the injections or not having the injections and the, the, for the coach to say he doesn't know, that's to me, that's quite strange. And, and you know, is it the right treatment? Look, only the medical people will have to cl- cl- clarify that. And let me make the point about informed consent, Kane. You know, if you're going to get injected to play with a broken hand or a, a dislocated collarbone, then you have to sign a form to say you're willing to go back on and do that. Otherwise, clubs are going to get sued for bad treatment. We've seen that in the past. I mean, Carlton of all clubs, Kane, needs to look up the Adrian Whitehead case. I don't know if you recall that or the listeners do, but Adrian Whitehead is a famous Carlton case, so I would suggest Carlton remind themselves about that. and Every club should remind themselves about that when they're talking about having a player play with repeat local anaesthetic injections for a condition that hasn't been healed yet. Yeah, I think Ty's Antuck as well from Richmond is also... Well, Ty's another extraordinary case just in the paper a couple of weeks ago. And that's, you know, this opens up a Pandora's box of anyone who played in the 1990s and early 2000s and said, oh, yeah, that happened to me. I mean, this is something the AFL doesn't want. I'm not saying it was great medicine, Kane, but mm. I'm saying it's not just one club that does this. And, and you know, I, I personally think it's got to be reined in a bit. I think modern medicine is different modern litigation is different and if it means a player misses a couple of extra weeks that's player welfare at its best and it should be put into place yeah i think we could all all agree on that hey doc could chat to you for hours no you're busy mate appreciate your time Thanks, this morning Kane. talk to you down Dr. the track Thanks. peter larkins you can have your say on any of that hey on the other side of the eleven thirty news headlines good news it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.